Hello, everyone. This is Jen Fry, Visioning Council member for the Organization of Nature Evolutionaries. And I'd like to welcome you to our Becoming a Nature Evolutionary teleseminar series, where we delve deeply into what it means to be a nature evolutionary through dynamic explorations into consciousness raising that is at the core of one's vision of a world where people and nature are co-creative partners and all life has the right to thrive. So thank you to our members and donors for making possible today's teleseminar, Connection, Commerce, and Vital Life Force, Thoughts from a Community Herb Shop with Julie Caldwell. It's my great pleasure to introduce my beloved sister and friend, Julie Caldwell. Julie is originally from Alabama. You might hear it in her voice, but it, you have to listen. Um, and she grew up with a plant-talking granny, a pharmacist father, an artist mother, and loads of fiddle-playing, guitar-picking relatives. Her first serious relationship with a plant began almost 50 years ago at the age of five, when she became great friends with the wild black cherry tree her granny called Crazy Doug. <laughs> Julie's formal education includes a BS in research psychology and biology, an MA in contemporary American poetry, and many, many herb classes, including extensive studies with our very own Pam Montgomery, which greatly influenced her herbal approach. Julie is, serves on the Visioning Council uh, board with the Organization of Nature Evolutionaries as well. And she continues to enjoy a long history of spiritual exploration with wise ones from various traditions around the world. She is an incredible world traveler. And if you ever get to travel with Julie, jump because she finds the most amazing magical places. Julie offers personal sessions, classes and herb walks in the Humboldt County area and facilitates ongoing retreats in Northern California. So to learn more about Julie and her classes and services and her herb shop, you can sign up for the herbal, Humboldt Herbals monthly newsletter at HumboldtHerbals.com. Thanks, Julie, for joining us. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. <laughs> so um, I'd like to start. Why don't you describe Humboldt Herbals, like how you began, where you are, what's your community like? Because I know your community is such a vital part of your business. Yeah. So Humboldt County, um, I don't know of another place like Humboldt. <laughs> it's, uh, my mom used to sometimes say, now I know where all the old hippies wound up, you know, <laughs> but it's this really kind of eclectic uh, bunch of back to landers and uh, artists and entrepreneurs and free thinkers. And it's a community um, that's allowed a, a different way of interaction and a different kind of model of being all together. You know, not that we're all on the same page. We're certainly not. It's a very diverse community and it's smallness, but we're isolated. We're super rural. So it's three and a half hours drive to, you know, what would be considered the next biggest town. It's the place with the Trader Joe's, right? So that's like three and a half hours in one direction. You know, we're six hours north of San Francisco by car. Um, so we're pretty isolated, which has allowed us to be really self-sufficient here, um, which I just adore. And it's part of what's uh, definitely helped inform my business. I think we all uh, here in Humboldt, to some extent, 
or another are plant people, which is pretty fascinating to live in a community of plant people. I absolutely know that's because we live in the middle of all the old growth redwood trees. And, you know, the trees are our community elders here. So we all get insight and inspiration and guidance from those beings, whether we're consciously aware of it or not. Um, but I found Humboldt, I, I'm from Alabama, um, but I lived in San Francisco for a while. I had to flee the deep South. It was not a good match for me in a lot of ways. I mean, it's home, but um, it, it just wasn't a place where I was able to really uh, speak my truth or really even experience my truth. So, you know, we'll truncate this story, but wound up in San Francisco. Um, and I am not a city girl. I also realized through the years of living there, but I would rent cars. I sold my car when we moved to San Francisco. And so I would rent cars on the weekend to just like take little weekend trips to get out of the city. And um, there was this magazine um, that's still around called Utney Reader. Some of you might know about it, but um, there was an article in Utney Reader about the 10 greenest cities in the United States. And so one of those cities was the town that's just seven miles up the road from me, Arcata. Um, and so I thought, well, shoot, that's drivable. I want to go check this place out. You know, this was back in uh, maybe 93 or so, 94. Um, when I read the article, it took me a little while to get up here. Uh, but the minute I crossed into the Redwoods, it was just, it was home. Um, and it was just a few weeks, literally a few weeks later, um, I tried to quit my job in the city. They kept me on as a consultant. So I brought that work with me to Humboldt, but I moved up here and within, oh man, like within a month of living here, this whole Humboldt Herbals thing started, started. I mean, it just, it, it came all in a rush. Um, when I moved, I knew I wanted to meet the plant people. So I signed up, uh, you know, for herb classes, they were going to start in a couple of weeks just to meet the other herbalist in the area. Um, found we had one herb shop that was in the town, Arcata, that was written about in the Utney Reader, this sweet little small herb shop, but it was hard, um, I realized straight away, for most of the community to access. Just um, it's you know, its size and its location, Arcata was and still is, it's where our university is here, but it was like kind of the epicenter of the hippiness of the area, right? So it's like, you know, every day is a Grateful Dead show in Arcata, you know? <laughs> and so for a lot of the community, that was a little um, prohibitive, you know, some people just, you know, it was maybe not scary to them, but certainly not comfortable for them to go and be in that space. Um, and so right away, you know, with this incredible plant place, um, you know, I, it was really just for myself. I wanted an easier access for my own self mm -hmm. to get to the herbal medicine and the plant medicine. So it was just a thought, you know, um, but then I, and I still get these, I'm, I'm a water baby as much as I am a plant baby, but um, I call them sometimes shower epiphanies, but you know, it was like maybe after I'd been here a month, you know, I'm just enjoying this like really long shower and this whole, you know, just boom, you know, completely intact, uh, you know, kind of download or vision or whatever you want to call it, you know, was there of, you know, created, you know, I, I just felt all the energy of the plants behind it. And, you know, this, you know, cre create this access that you want to have. I had no idea still at this point, it was going to actually be 
a business business. You know, in my mind, it was just more like a cooperative buying thing, you know, so I could access, you know, these resources for the plants, you know, buy them and then, you know, get in touch with my other plant friends here, you know, and hey, I've got this much, let's divvy it up. And it really kind of started like that in, uh, in um, the sunroom of the little house I was renting. But it just kept getting more and more specific. Uh, and it, you know, I still to this day um, with my business, I've just tried to do my best to follow directions. Um, you know, and it, it took me some years into the business. I'm in my 23rd year with this business now. And I would say maybe three years into it, I realized that it was a very specific energy uh, being, you know, that was giving me this information um, and that the business did have a life of its own. Um, and I just, you know, still try to do my best to keep up with what that's about. But, um, you know, it's a combination of the plants. It was a combination of a calling in the community. Um, you know, this, this creating an easier access point between the plants and the people um, and how that, uh, you know, now 23 years into it, it's, it's such a, a vital little spot in our community here. Um, you know, we work with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people every week um, through the course of the year, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of our community members that we get to really participate um, in their whole life story. And it's because of the plants, you know, the plants pull them in and the plants call them. But through the years of watching that business, I realized that all businesses really have that, you know, there's, they hold a space and a place in the community. They are energetic community members um, and physical community members. You know, they participate in the story that's going on. And the connection when you're in face-to-face -face commerce, no matter what it is, it's, you know, it really is like this commerce of spirituality that goes on, you know, because you're you're connecting with the humans, even if you're just, you know whatever at the gas station, you know, but there's the other people in your community getting gas and you make eye contact and you have a smile and there's this moment of connection. Um, and that connection is, you know, it's as vital as any other connection in your community landscape, in your community ecosystem. So, you know, it, I always think with my business, you know, what, how is it that we're serving the ecosystem? Mm -hmm of this place, what is it that our ecosystem wants here, you know, and how can we fill that, fill that need maybe, you know, somehow. So the business grew from this little kind of buy-in co-op, you know, I kept meeting the people in Humboldt. A lot of people made these gorgeous, gorgeous plant medicines here, but didn't really have an access to get them out to people other than, you know, maybe a, a trade fair or something like that. This is before the internet existed. So that wasn't an option then. So I, uh, uh, you know, the next big idea, you know, that was just like, boom, do this next was to make a catalog. This was back in the days of catalogs. You know, I know they're still around, but um, so I got, you know, I had this clunky old computer and I bought uh, whatever page maker, you know, Adobe page and taught myself like, excruciatingly taught myself how to use this because I didn't have any money to put into this project. This was all just, you know, as it, as I could. Um, 
so I got my friends who were making products, you know, I was like, Hey, you want to sell your stuff in my catalog, you know, and <laughs> I had a few herbalist friends from different places in the country and Hey, you want to put your tinctures in my catalog, you know, and had my little set of, of individual herbs. I made teas. I made some of the things myself, um, had a friend, uh, who's still a dear friend who was an artist who did little cover art for me and would like literally sketch, you know, the products. And so my little catalog had like recipes and inspirational quotes and, you know, um, little stories and just all these things kind of interspersed because I wanted it to be, you know, whether people ever bought anything from it or not, it's just, it's part of the givingness of the plants, you know, that inform that, that this would be something that would be valuable, just picking it up would be valuable, you know, to people. Um, that was always a really key, crucial point. And it's still what drives my shop and how I think about my shop. Um, I start, one of the ways I really started to communicate more specifically with this energy of Humboldt Herbals um, is a practice um, that I still do every day that I started not too long into the business because there was this recognition, you know, from the plants that every, every dollar that came in to Humboldt Herbals represented the healing energy of the plants going out into my community and going out into the world. And so, you know, still every day, I just start with a gratitude and an acknowledgement of that exchange um, of life force really that's happening. And that that's, you know, that's what's represented and that, you know, that it be a space that inspires people and gives them a little lift and, you know, a little, you know, just maybe a little energetic adjustment just by coming in the space. You know, I hold the intention, honestly, that even if people just see the name of my business anywhere, that that brings a little light um, and a little plant love to them just, you know, just through that. Uh, and it works, you know, it really does work like that. We are really that interconnected in this life, in this planet that, you know, you put those things out. It's like broadcasting it on a radio station, you know, and people can, you know, you tune in and pick that up. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been fascinating to watch that part play through and how, how the plants work with people, how the plants call the people, you know, we just, I set the intention every day that we just be really clear and open channels of communication between the plants and the people, um, you know, and kind of try to stay out of our own way. Let's say if any of you are business entrepreneurs listening, that's maybe one of the biggest things of all is to just really try to stay out of your own way and, you know, try to keep in check what's, what's your head and what's your heart and, um, and how that that's happening for you. But the catalog, you know, turned out to be a bigger success than I would have thought. Did they found their way? I still, one of my first employees found um, a copy of my catalog. It had made its way all the way to this juice bar in San Francisco. And she found it on their little table of reading materials and just like, you know, it, it became, you know, her young self dream to come and see humble turtles, you know, just to like come in and be in the space. So, uh, yeah, you know, if I'd known it was going to be what it is now, when I first started, I would have 
frozen. I would have never, because I'm, business wasn't my thing. I, I studied poetry, you know, because my passion is human connection. You know, I've always been enthralled by the human condition and what, you know, how humans interact with each other and with the world and what drives that and what inspires that. Um, and turns out there's a lot of poetry in plant medicine, you know, who knew, but it wasn't like I ever at any time in my life said, I'm going to open an herb shop and that's going to be my life's work, you know? Um, but now, you know, I have nine uh, herbalists on staff um, at the shop. We're super busy all the time, just keeps getting busier and busier. Um, there is the internet now. So that, that has been helpful in reaching out and connecting with this whole pandemic thing, you know, and we've all, uh, I realized one of the big gifts of the medicine of not just my business, but any business, you know, that community connection um, is tremendous. You know, when pandemic first started, people were freaking out, people were wanting to get their herbs and things. And we were obsessed with research and everything about COVID, you know, so we would know what plants and how to work. And turns out that really wasn't a thing, you know, I mean, we really didn't wind up doing <laughs> that much of any of that, even though we were completely obsessed with it in the beginning, but what people wanted, they, you know, they just wanted the familiarity of their herb shop, you know, and that was as much the medicine as any nettles or chamomile or oats or anything that went out the door was just that touchstone, you know, of this is a place I know, and this is a place that means something to me. And this is a place where I, you know, have an exchange, you know, with my community and all the businesses in your community really are that, you know, um, even if it's like the, you know, what we might consider the less than elevated businesses, they still serve that function of connection. Um, and yeah, it was fascinating to, to kind of really hone in on that through this unprecedented pandemic time that connection um, was every bit as much of the medicine as anything else for, for all of our communities and acknowledging that, you know, when we do go to businesses, you know, that we like, whether it's our favorite restaurant or a place where we maybe go get clothes or, you know, where you do get your gas or, you know, that that's just, you know, take a minute to just, you know, give a little energetic thanks and shout out that, you know, that this is a place that shares community with you and, you know, that you literally commune with and, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure during the pandemic that connection was even more important than um, we would think normally. Um, just it was. Yeah. So many people would come and say, I just need to stand here for a minute. You know, it's like, I get it. I absolutely get it, you know, and please do. <laughs> you know? And then, you know, just, just go. I just need to be here for a minute. Right. We heard it over and over. Yeah. Yeah. So, a couple of things. Um, because I've been at your store. Yeah. <laughs> and it is just beautiful and magical. And I think it is just absolutely healing walking in there. Um, and I didn't know that you did that with your name, that if anybody sees your name somewhere, they get like a, um, what did you say? It gives them a little light. Mm -hmm. um, but that's totally my experience. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, I appreciate that. And, and also I'm thinking for so many people, uh, particularly people in the healing industry, 
uh, money is difficult. Yeah. There still tends to be this belief that healers need to not charge anything. And, um, and so it's a challenge. So I think that um, mindset that you shared about every dollar brought in represents the energy going out to your healing community is a great way of shifting that. Um, and I know like for what I think of with you, well, with you personally, but also with your business, it really does operate on the, the belief of generosity. Um, that I, correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like that's the foundation of your business is that you're generous and, and there needs to be uh, this generosity going back to the community as well. Yeah. The community. Yeah. It, it all works together. The more you give, you know, I mean, you've heard that in however many platitudes from however many places that the more you give, the more you receive. It's so true. Mm -hmm. So it is so true, you know, and it's, it's really about being of service, you know, and I think that's what humans are kind of about anyway, <laughs> you know, really fundamentally, you know, when we're trying to figure out that whole, you know, who am I, what am I doing here? You know, what's the point about, you know, it's, it's, it's the being of service part that really opens our hearts and let us, you know, we feel our most aliveness and our most connectedness when we're engaged in that way. So it creates incredible opportunity, you know, just from myself point to offer that and receive so much more back, you know, from that way. But people, you know, everybody hits hard times. You know, if you're a business like mine, you know, we're just, we're there, we'll help. It doesn't matter, you know, we'll help. We give a lot of stuff away, a lot away, you know, and we, you know, there's disaster after disaster after disaster anymore. We're constantly sending, you know, packages of herbs and teas and tinctures to, you know, to, protest sites or to places that have been impacted by natural disasters or you know I mean there's no shortage of opportunity to give but that has never once not ever felt like a burden mm -hmm. or you know of or that I was you know giving more than you know was feasible you know that's just never been and that's partly because I work with plants plants just give mm -hmm. you know they give and they give and they give and mm -hmm. yeah yeah. But yeah. Yes, I like how you said that as part of the givingness of plants. That's perfect. <laughs> um, so I want to backtrack just a little bit. Actually, a little bit further back, you said something about follow directions. You always want to follow directions. And I'm pretty yeah. sure you're not following directions in a book. No. <laughs> no. Clarify what you mean. So, yeah. So I did, you know, I've spent a lot of my life, I'm fascinated, you know part of the fascination with the human condition is also a fascination with spirituality. You know, I spent a lot of time in college studying comparative religions and philosophy and stuff like that. Cause it's just, I just think it's really super interesting. So a lot of my life, uh, I am a world traveler and um, I always find spiritual teachers, you know, when I travel, I want to, I want to meet the teachers of the community, you know, um, so I always ask, you know, where do you, where do you go to learn, you know, who are your teachers here? And I try to find those people and learn from that. So that did give me a leg up, I'll say for sure. Um, and being comfortable with listening to, you know, some people call it intuition, some people call it guidance, some people call it source, whatever that word is for you. Um, I it's a daily still a daily practice you know in hearing that clearly um it, 
that is a gift of age is that that just continues to get clearer and clearer. In the early days I did use, you know, we have tools that help us. I was kind of obsessed for some years with my pendulum, for example, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I would like, you know, with yes, no questions. And, you know, in the beginning, should I do this? Should I do that? You know, because I would still be in my head. And so, you know, I would use tools like that, you know, or muscle testing or, you know, just different, um, things that that made a huge difference they did you know and i could tell if if the answer was coming through if it felt that it was clear and honest and from a place of integrity and all those things or if it was just some other kind of chatter you know when you're trying to be your own kind of uh divination tool it's important <laughs> to be able to feel through you know the differences of, of what that information is because it can come from a lot of different places but yeah I have gotten very very clear guidance um, through the course of this and again I'm going to attribute that to the plants you know I, I am completely 100% employed by the plants I work for the plants <laughs> I try to do the best I can for the plants but they they let me know you know um uh, it's, yeah, you know, when people look at my business sometimes now and they're like, oh, wow, you know, you must be so proud of this. And, you know, you just like, you know, how amazing that you created this thing. And it, that always just hits completely sideways for me because I, I didn't, you know, I really cannot own anything about a statement like that. It's like, no, it was, it was always there to begin with. I've just, you know, tried to honor it best I can, but this, you know, I'm, I'm employed by this, not the other way around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you wanted to talk, I believe about, or how does plant sentience come into play with the, the health of community? I mean, obviously with the herb shop, that makes sense, but what about extending <laughs> out beyond an herb shop? How, how, you mentioned the redwoods inform your community as a whole, so. They do, and you know, wherever your community is, the plants, um, they're community members, you know, just as your streams and your lakes and, you know, your mountains, your parks, whatever you have where you live. But um, trees in particular, you know, maybe it's just because of their physicality, right? But they're, you know, they're like, uh, it's, it's easier to understand them as community members, I think, sometimes than maybe some other um, natural, you know, energetic beings and forms that participate in, you know, our whole planet of life. Um, and the trees, so th this whole area where I live now um, was once all continuous old growth redwood, the whole entire area. Um, my shop is on unceded Weot land uh, that informs the space, that informs the community where we all live. We're very conscious here of the ancestral history of this place where we live. But even, you know, older than Weot are, are these redwoods that have been here for thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And trees, you know, there's such cool stuff coming out about trees these days, right? And how they communicate and the whole mycorrhizal network of communication that goes miles and miles and miles away. But the trees are, you know, 
they just, they know the story of the place where they live. I think sometimes more than any other being we can interact with, trees do. Um, so there's little trees outside my shop, right? That were, you know, planted by the community people, you know, just, you know, in a little city scene, how the trees are coming up out of the side, you know, city trees, right? <laughs> On the sidewalk. But I know, I absolutely know that they know the story and they still have a connection through the land and through, you know, the story that the land holds of that old, old time when the whole place was this whole giant ancient redwood forest, you know? And so I look to them for counsel, you know, because I know they have that information and just on my walks, on my drive, I do, you know, to my work or wherever I'm going in town. Um, it, it's, it's a game changer to notice and recognize in your community and just hold that awareness that these trees and plants and things that you're looking at are community members, that they are impacted by you, they inform you, uh, you know, they absolutely uh, impact the energetic kind of network blueprint of where you live. They're participating in that and actively working within that, you know, it's, it's what they do. So um, that's what I mean by how plants can, uh, you know, that space they hold in community and community health and community wellness. Um, when you really start noticing the plants that are in your community and thinking of them in that way, your relationship with them is going to change. Their relationship with you is going to change. And it really does incrementally by increment by increment change. It changes the community. It does change the community. Though I happen to live in a community where a lot of people um, have an awareness to some extent of this, you know, interconnected life force, and we consciously participate in that. Um, uh, yeah, it, it changes everything, you know, it really does. It changes how you see your community, you know, there's magic there again, and, uh, and uh, a responsibility, you know, um, that reciprocal, you know, of how do I care for you? You know, you just selflessly are here, you know, 24 seven offering and caring for the community. What can I do, you know, to care for you? What is it, you know, that you need from, from your community? What is it that you need from the community? You know, um, yeah. So I, I just think it's, uh, it's important for all of us to, to try to walk through life you know, it's a simple thing to do. It's not like some heavy practice. It's just like, hey, you know, thanks for sharing community with me. <laughs> you know, it's pretty far out that you're here. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's the profound thing is that it's so simple. We yeah. Make everything's so difficult, but yet it is just a matter of shifting your perspective that these plants are. I mean, even just when you said it in that way, obviously I work with plants too. You know? right. <laughs> <laughs> They're my big loves. They are my big guides. Um, but I don't. I, I don't think I've ever said that the plants are my community members as well. So just even like when you said that, it I'm just like, oh, of course. But also it is just putting that, even if it has to be a question, you know, even if we're not comfortable saying it right away, that plants are our community members or part of our community, just putting it in a question does shift the way in which we look at them. And then it leads to that, um, the, the thought process of that they have an inherent right. So then 
then how do our actions impact them and how do we work with them so that all of us are being served. Right. Um, so it taps into that, as you're saying, that um, very ancient ancestral memory that lies in all of us because at some point in time, all of our ancestors lived connected to the land. And I believe also taps into that future memory of how we, how we remember how to live on earth. So simple and yet so profound. Yeah, yeah. I like the simple, <laughs> you know? I really like to keep it simple. It doesn't work for me otherwise, um, it doesn't. You know, I appreciate, you know, a long involved, you know, spiritual practice. You know, I think those, I think it's beautiful and I've certainly done a lot of that as well. But what always has been the biggest personal help and professional help is just that, you know, keeping it in the everyday, right? Because if it's not part of the everyday, um, you know, I don't know how to, I don't know how to really move through life like that, you know, maybe if you lived in some reclusive, you know, I don't know, spiritual community off in the hills and didn't have to, but you know, I, I need my spirituality everywhere all the time, you know, and I need it to be reachable and touchable and present and um, simple is how, how that works, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, besides, I guess it is just a matter of thinking about them as community members, but it, do you have uh, any suggestions or practices for somebody who wants to incorporate the plants more into their community? Well, you know, noticing is number one. That's the biggest, biggest number one. Who are the plants in your community? Who are they? You know, they're sentient beings. I think, you know, we've all come around to that finally <laughs> at this point, you know, so who, who are they, you know, um, how do they hold themselves in space? You know, what colors, what shapes, um, where, where are they growing? Where did they choose, you know, to kind of thrive or flourish and what, what might that be, you know, offering to the whole, you know, community ecosystem? where you are, you know, it could just be, uh, you know, their color. I've, you know, I've always, always, always loved the dandelions through the sidewalks and the pavement, you know, that's always just such a brilliant reminder of the life force that we, for whatever reason, for a long hot minute here, have tried to separate ourselves from, you know, paving everything over and, you know, the way we do our buildings and our rubber soled shoes and all this stuff that, you know, creates a disconnect from the life force of the planet that we're walking on. Um, that those, you know, those are just such brilliant reminders that, you know, that's never really gonna be successful. <laughs> you know, we might have to try a little bit harder, you know, to get there, but it's, yeah. Um, so I think just noticing the plants in your community and, you know, just giving them a, a very conscious you know, a little shout out, you know, you might want to offer gifts, you might want to offer some water, you know, I will at different times of the year buy like big old packets of um, seeds of, you know, different native medicinal plants that grow in my bioregion. And, you know, just like keep them around. I got this idea from a good herbalist friend of mine a long time ago, and I really get a lot of satisfaction with doing it. And you just toss them in those 
weedy lots or, you know, behind the shopping mall or whatever, you know, it's like this kind of stealth little, you know, whatever, you know, gorilla planting thing. But it's, to me, it's, that's a way of saying thank you to the plants too, you know, or, you know, little bits of plant food, things that plants like, but plants also really love to just like all of us do, you want to be seen, you know, you want to be noticed, you want to be heard, you know, you want to, you want to feel gratitude expressed, you know, to you. So that, you know, again, the simpleness, you don't got to carry special things around other than your heart, you know, and, uh, and really just offer some thanks and awareness, you know, hey, I see you, you know, I see you. And I appreciate you, you know, sharing community with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Lovely. <laughs> um, and as you're talking, I'm just thinking about how, well, obviously where you are, you know, the redwoods really do define your area and the energy, but it's true about elsewhere too. So, you know, we can get caught up in it. It's like, oh, well, the redwoods are special, but it's wherever you are, the plants that are there are special. So, you know, Vermont, it's the maple trees that really, really define that area. Mm-hmm. Um, around here, we have a lot of maples as well and oaks. Um, but unfortunately, the main plant, I think that defines the area where I live is the GMO corn right now. Um, yeah. But that's not the native one. So we can still tap into, you know, the native plants and just, um, yeah, discover what is what is the feel based on who the plants are that are growing there. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, even with the GMO corn, you know, nothing, uh, well, I don't believe, um, you know, particularly when it comes to the plants, there's, there's still always a big teaching and an offering, you know, even in that story. So, you know, what, what, what's, what's that bringing to the community, you know? Um, Yeah. What are its, what are its gifts, you know, of that? Um, It really, you know, kind of has gotten, you know, our grandmother corn, right? For so many cultures and for so much time that, um, you know, there's kind of this corn is bad mm. story now that's a little bit heartbreaking, you know, a little bit, but um, yeah, there's still a lot of beauty even in that GMO corn, you know, it's still doing its due, I think, you know, I think it's got enough genetic memory too of, of its grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's complicated sometimes those things. It's maybe not just such a, you know, black and white right. situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, yeah. I had this epiphany a number of years ago driving by one of the cornfields because, you know, for me, uh, I'm taught that when you plant corn, it's always a prayer, right? And then as corn's growing, actually, I had a big learning last year because I wasn't praying to my corn as much as I normally do. And it was the worst crop I've ever had. <laughs> um, and so they were all, the, all the ears were completely deformed and, you know, all kinds of weird stuff happening with it. So, you know, plant corn with a prayer, but also continually praying to corn throughout. And so I had this big epiphany when I was driving past this huge cornfield of just like, oh, these are all prayers. Like, imagine if we were just, you know, praying with each of those seeds, like how many prayers are going out. And so I try to do that whenever I drive by them. It's just like, remember grandmother corn and just be, you know, sending my prayers to them as well. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, that's a good reframe, Julie, for remembering that all plants, all plants. <laughs> There's this whole study now of invasive plant medicine, you know, and like for the invasive species in your area, maybe that's not quite the right word to be using. Oh, you know? Totally, I'm right there, yes. Plants are always a bunch of steps ahead of us, so. You know, they've been here way longer than we have. <laughs> they might know a thing or two that, <laughs> that we're not picking up on straight away. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, a heron just flew by. Um, so, is there um, any advice you would give to someone? I mean, obviously, with the herbal business, you're working with plants all the time, but you can bring plants into working with any business? Yeah, I'd say it's, you know, it's really more about holding the intention of service, mm. you know, and holding the intention of, of um, you know, that, that what you're doing, it's really a spiritual transaction, you know, that's happening um, with, you know, really with any kind of face-to-face -face personal business, um, even if that face-to-face -face is more virtual now, but it's, uh, um, you know, there's an energetic economy mm -hmm. that is, you know, the much bigger picture than what we think of as, you know, I mean, we've just all kind of made up money anyway, right? So it's a symbol of a spiritual transaction is really what's going on. So if you you know, I would say if you can just, uh, you know, integrity and connection and service, keep those as your bedrock, you know, keep that as the main focus of what you're doing. The rest kind of just clicks into place because the whole, it's part of that whole interconnected story, right? Once you're in, in the zone, you know, if that's the place you're coming from and your intent with what you're creating is to be of service to the greater good, then everything starts conspiring with you. To, to have that happen and fall into place. Everything does because it's in the greater good of the whole story at that point, you know? Um, and so things will just click in. If your desire is to really, you know, help and elevate the life experience, whatever that is, if it's, you know, I'm <laughs> thinking right now of a friend of mine who has this cute little clothing boutique, you know, down the way from my shop, but, you know, she's super successful with her little store because her intention is, is that she wants people to feel beautiful. You know, she wants people to feel comfortable, you know, in, in themselves and, you know, confident and, you know, that's where she's coming from. And it's, you know, that elevates the whole community experience, right? If I feel better, we're all connected like that. So plants are kind of obvious because, you know, that's just the work that plants do anyway, but whatever it is that you're endeavoring, whatever your business might be, um, yeah, that service to the greater good is, is, you know, that's the key, absolutely, yeah. I remember, and this might be too big of a subject, so you can give a pass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I remember many years ago, you were talking about um, something with your business. There was something going on. And so you did, you like decided to do energetic healing on your business as oh, if yeah, you were a person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so my business, um, you know, this is where 
you know, you can just engage your imagination. Um, it works all the same, but I will often imagine the energy, the energetic force that is my business in a human form because it's relatable for me, you know, very relatable for me to imagine in that way. And so I will have conversations like that, you know, and if you can just phrase it, you know, with what if, you know, what if, what if my business was a person and what if I asked them this question, what might they say, you know, in response? And, you know, you may think you're making that answer up, but, but you're not, you know, it's coming from, because you've, you've dialed your radio station at that point, you know, into that energetic being. So you're, what you're going to receive because you're on that radio station is going to be a direct transmission from that force. Um, and so sometimes just imagining is an easy way to do that. But yeah, I'll, I balance, you know, I balance their chakras for my business. <laughs> you know, if I feel that that's needed, it's an energetic being too. It gets impacted by things. Um, you know, what, what you're speaking to, we, um, I live in earthquake country, you know, and we had this kind of crazy earthquake thing that happened. I didn't have tons of damage in my business, but, you know, some walls cracked and things crashed around and fell. And it just felt really, you know, um, kind of startling and kind of like invasive. I don't know. You know, it just, it was, it, it felt, um, you know, it, it, yeah, it was just unsettling. And so I, I did you know, when things like that happen or, you know, sometimes it's, oh, you know, uh, so we have a lot of tourists in town right now because we are like in this little bubble. Again, thank you, Redwoods, but our climate stays pretty cool all year round and California is having this crazy heat wave and drought. So we have a lot of people trying to escape the heat that are coming to this area where I live um, also because it's gorgeous, but, you know, uh, We've had, oh, you know, people that probably maybe normally wouldn't even be going in an herb store, but they're just cruising through town and they're tourists. And so we had this guy a couple of weeks ago um, that came in and was just like raging on all this, you know, Trump, you know, all this pro-Trump stuff and just, you know, kind of upsetting people who were in the shop. He was just being really loud and belligerent and, you know, it was just bizarre. It was just totally bizarre. But things like that, you know, can be energetically upsetting <laughs> to the entity that is the spiritual being that is my shop, you know, and um, the business sometimes needs, you know, yeah, a little, you know, we call it inner energy hygiene or spiritual <laughs> or things like that. But um, my business, yeah, they need that sometimes too. So um, I have, yeah, for I think all the years I've been in business worked with the energy of, of the shop in that way, you know, and offered gifts that I can offer, you know, however I can with that, you know, whatever to, you know, boost, like, you know, I might take a tea or a tincture, some rescue remedy if something like happens to me. So what's the equivalent of that for the energy, you know, that is the business, you know, what does it need um, to just get yourself kind of back, you know, right back together yeah so it's super easy again this isn't a complicated thing it's just imaging you know whatever it is <laughs> whether it's your business maybe it's your house you know maybe something happens at your house or your garden or anything fill in the blank but you can do that kind of work 
you know, with any life force that's out there, whatever it is, you know. Yeah, that made, that was, I hadn't thought of it like that until I heard you say it. Um, I mean, I think this is maybe five years ago or so. I was just like, oh, and it did. It really changed the way in which I engaged my, I mean, I, I work that way with the land, but I hadn't thought about it for my business that, oh, I can, of course, of course you can do <laughs> business. And of course, I mean, I always set containers for my business anyways and different things, but wouldn't think to do a shop or clearing or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> put them on the table, see what they need. Right. <laughs> it does make sense. And it was just, I was like, oh, this is great. Because sometimes when you, you, you know, you can notice when things are off, right? Like, right. Right. I mean, it doesn't mean that everything, books don't have to be crashing, you know, like, but you just can feel that there's something, a struggle in your business, or even um, you just can't get a project done, or you just, things, you, clients start fleeing away or, you know, it's just like one little thing after another. So you can notice when things are off, but we don't always know what to do about it. So it's great to know that you can go in energetically and work with them as an entity because they are, they absolutely have their own energetic being. Yeah. The tools you use for your own self, use those same tools. You've already got them in your toolbox. Yeah. Great. Um, so does anybody else have any questions for Julie? You can either raise your hand or put them in the chat box. Um, and so while we're waiting for that, I would be curious, Julie, um, who do you have main plant guides that you go to? Um, I mean, obviously I'm guessing Redwood, but is there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Redwood is definitely, I mean, they're, you know, they're all behind me. Right now, um, Redwood is is uh, is my primary, I would say, helper. But um, uh, wild ginger is really special and important to me. Um, our native angelicas here, I work with a lot. Um, it's it's the native plants from my bioregion that speak the loudest, um, for sure. But as an herbalist, you know, I mean, shoot, there's so many depending on. The situation. I do work a lot with nettle, dandelion, you know, the classics, right? <laughs> the docks, uh, the sunniness of calendula, California poppy is a big ally here. Who doesn't love working with roses, you know, but um, yeah. But the redwoods for this area, they've given me the most specific information um, specifically about yeah, here and this, this community I find myself in now, I go to them the most. Mm-hmm. So we have a question um, asking if you could talk about sacred promise. Uh, so yeah, so um, sacred commerce to me, um, we've talked about a little bit today, but that every, every transaction is a spiritual transaction. So that's what I mean by sacred commerce. Um, you know, we can, it's so easy, you know, to forget the sacred and everything. I mean, you really have to kind of work at it to remind yourself and prompt yourself because we don't get those prompts from our society as a general rule, right? Nobody's running around talking about the sacred connection of paying for your gas, you know, or whatever. Um, but it is that. Um, so sacred commerce is a mindset 
you know, I think it's just that awareness of what we're doing with each other, that we're all divine beings, you know, on a path, figuring this stuff out together. And commerce is a way that we communicate with each other. You know, it's a way that we help each other. And it's, you know, I, we've had some form of that as long as we've been we. And the plants do the same. They have, they have a sacred commerce too. You know, they share and exchange and interact. But it's just holding, um, holding the awareness that what all of that represents is so much more than just the surface transaction that's happening. That it really is a sacred, energetic connection, you know, of all the beings participating in life, you know, at any given place, in any given, you know, moment or community. Um, but there's a very, 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 very big ancient picture happening that, you know, yeah. So I, does that answer? I mean, I think so, Deborah. if you want some more information, let me know. But yeah, I think that's great. Can I unmute for a second? Oh yeah, go ahead. I didn't know you could. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Wait till I unmute everybody at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Julie, that does answer my question. Um, I'm starting a business, a small business myself called Spirit of Place Environmental Transformations. And again and again, it's just like, uh, well, Deborah, why do you want to start a business when you just finally getting out of the conventional career I've had all these decades? And uh, it's because um, uh, people take you seriously when you treat yourself as a professional. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, and if I just did it as a volunteer and, yeah. and so of course it gets into the whole sacred. Yeah. Right. Right. So, Good for you. That's thanks great. for all the, uh, yeah, the mindset. Yeah. Thank you, Deborah. And I think you brought up a good point too, is that, uh, for so many of us, we, um, it's about how we feel about ourselves too, in the business and, um, you know, I'm a woman. It took me many years to understand that I'm also a business person because um, even though I was raised, I can't believe I'm going to say this on a public forum, but even though I was raised by like a large string of feminists, it was always the men that were the professionals. So, um, you know, it really does, we have to shift out of that and take ourselves seriously and, um, and work on our own uh, yeah, our own stuff to, to be that. And, and Julie, I think one of the things that just keeps popping up again and again is this idea that, you know, the plants and spirit and everybody else, when we're in alignment, I would put it with our soul's desire and also yeah. the, you know, the highest good of everyone to, to benefit all beings. They do, they do back us up to make our work be um, successful and fruitful in in its own way. We often think of success as just being the finances, but there's more to that um, as well. Yeah. So, thank you, Deborah. Um, Julie, is there anything you would like to add or say or offer? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you wrap that up. <laughs> Um, I appreciate yeah, people listening and taking the time to share a little time with me. Um, I, I do hope everyone goes out and 
and uh, has a little conscious moment with your community members that are not human and uh, you know really holding holding that that space and that moment to have that interaction in that way because it'll it'll change the story for you million percent you know it, it'll it'll be fascinating for you but you'll get all sorts of insights and ideas and inspiration just about where you live just by doing that simple thing so so go do that thing <laughs> well thank you so much Jolie for um sharing your wisdom with us and just for all of you I'm going to put a seat out there so uh, two years ago, Jolie and our director, Alicia, held um, an incredible workshop at uh, Mount Shasta. And for the past two years now, we've had to postpone it, but someday they will do that again. And I highly encourage you all to, um, to join in uh, and really witness both of their beauties in ceremony and classes and just have your hearts um, open wide. Chasta is a very sacred space for um, Julie as well as the Redwoods. Um, and having been able to travel with her, I will say that she just adds so much to that experience. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. Yeah, we're looking at fall of 2022, but you can, it'll be all, all on the one website and information when that really pulls together again. It's so much fun. Yeah, and it does fill up quickly, so definitely yeah. keep an eye out. <laughs> um, so if you would like to learn more about Julie, um, I highly encourage you to go to HumboldtHerbals.com um, and check out their the yummies that they have. Her Tulsi Rose tea is my absolute favorite tea. I was thinking along <laughs> with the sign. Honestly, yeah. every time I open up my pantry, I have a big jar of your tea there, and I'm like, oh, and it just fills my heart whether I'm drinking the tea or not. So um, her tea is lovely. And if you need a little redwood hit, they have several. You have a redwood elixir and a couple other things there. So you can really tap into that redwoods experience and energy. And please join us next month for our teleseminar on August 15th, which is Healing and Evolving with Plant and Gem Essences with David Dalton, who is one of my uh, flower essence teachers. And I just I loved to sit at David's feet and just hear from him. He's a wealth of knowledge um, and really brings those more of those plants forward. Um, so please join us for that. And we invite you to a very special members only webinar called Kitchen Alchemy Conscious Cooking with Laura Parisi, which is on August 12th at 7 p.m. Laura, who was our teleseminar presenter last month, will welcome us into our kitchen for a cooking demonstration, sharing how she incorporates working with the consciousness of plants in the creation of her food for, to nourish body, soul, and spirit. If you're not a member, please join us. And you can do this by going to our website, natureevolutionaries.com. And you are able to find this recording as well as all of our other teleseminars on our website, as well as on Spotify and Apple iTunes. And of course, while visiting our website, please press that donate button. Your donations help us continue to do our work of creating educational opportunities and listening to and building relationships with the living earth. So until next time, May you enjoy this abundance of summer and may you get out and look at your new, well, they're not new community members, but connect in with all of your community members and really feel how the plants are holding you and helping you in your walk in life.
Thank you, everyone.